Hello there and welcome to the Arsene Film Podcast, where we talk the latest in blockbuster film and TV. This week we're talking about the new DCU slate. My name is Tom and as always I'm joining my co-host John. How are you this week? Hello, I'm feeling a little bit not well, but I'm okay. It's just I'm so sorry. It's only a sore throat, so I'm recovering. Yay. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. That's good. That's good to hear. But, oh boy, do we have something to be excited about. So, let's start by briefly talking about the DCEU. Because I know people are going to see the title and the thumbnail and comment, eh, How dare you be excited? Restore the Snyderverse! So, let us silence them and talk about what came before. So, briefly, what are your thoughts on DCEU from 2013 to you know, the current oh, day? Wow. Is there anything you're happy that's gone? Is there anything you're sad to see go? What are your thoughts? I'm 50-50 all about it, really, because one, I'm kind of sad that they're not resuming the side of us, but the other is that we've been through this since 2013. There's mm-hmm. lots of great films, but then it kind of disappeared, you know, like, we got Ackman, we got Wonder Woman, but not the whole proper DCU, so yeah, it's such a weird trip. I really liked some of the films, but for me, I think it's time to have a reboot, but I love Snyderverse. Hopefully one day it will continue, but it's a weird time, and I feel like that James Gunn knows what to do. Yeah, I agree with you. I think definitely that there are ways that I think the Snyderverse can still happen. I think we'll talk about that as we go, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that at a certain point this universe stopped really caring about being a universe and i was with that i was fine with that i was happy because i would say that the majority of the films in the dcu are films that i really really liked and they brought styles from different directors that i thought all worked well and it was it didn't all feel like the same thing which is i feel a trap that marvel has fallen into which yeah. has made that series a little bit boring as it has progressed but i thought the dceu did manage to keep me interested and keep on doing different things and even when it was a big swing and a miss like wonder woman 84 there were still things that i found to appreciate and ways that you know that that film had style that i could look back on i mean i agree with you i think it would have been nice to see the, to see the snyder cut but i also think that if they want to make a coherent universe rebooting is kind of the way to go in whatever way and and so that brings us to this announcement so i'll just kind of start with with some of the background before we get into each kind of project so we know that the flash which is releasing in june i think uh the flash is going to june 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 Is it June? June. That's in November. June. Yes. June. Sorry, that, that just brought me back. That just brought me back when we just talked about June. We were like, no, is it June? Or it's June? June. It's June. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That oh, that was that's only two years ago. That's that's don't don't think about it. Okay. So that means that everything came before is still technically part of the universe, but maybe not. Very yes. kind of confusing. We don't really know too much about this, but that means that Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 are the first two projects of the DCU. So, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what that means? So, does that mean that certain actors are staying? Uh... Does that mean Jason Momoa is still Aquaman? Oh, yeah, there was something wit on his Instagram one time. It was on his story, and he was getting yeah. really excited about the DCU, the new one. Like, he was like, Oh my God, I can't wait. James Gunn. I was like, Is he excited about Aquaman or getting a new wall? I don't know. Yeah, well, a lot of people say that he may be playing Lobo, which, you know, it feels like a good casting choice, but this has been addressed by James Gunn. He said that there is nothing that prohibits the actors 
returning from happening. So that is just like, that means that anything could happen, really. I mean, based on various things, we know that Wonder Woman is going to appear in Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and she's going to be in The Flash. We know that General Zod is going to be in The Flash. We know that The Flash is going to kind of be a weird thing that connects to loads of different other DC movies with Batfleck and with Keaton and Supergirl's there and The Flash is going to be crazy. And funnily enough, James Gunn called The Flash, and I quote, probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Is The Flash going to be good? (laughs) Is is The Flash going to be good? I don't know. (laughs) Because, you know, we've been waiting for this for a long time for The Flash film. And the fact that we hear James Gunn saying it's like one of the greatest films of all time. Well, well, oh, all right, probably not one uh, of the uh, greatest superhero, films. Sorry, superhero <laughs> film. Imagine he's like, this is the godfather of our generation. Yeah, and he's like, cinema, cinema. And yeah, it's so weird. We'll see. We'll see if it's superhero worthy. Uh, we will. We will indeed. That's yeah. been on the horizon for so long. It really could go either way. So I guess like this year is the last remnants of what the DCEU used to be in whatever form. There's also been word on Batgirl. That movie's just not happening anymore. Yeah. Apparently, it has even been described by James Gunn and Peter Safran as not releasable. So apparently they agree it wasn't good. I still don't think that's any excuse. I still think they should release it because people worked hard on that movie. Mm. But there we go. There we go. So yeah. Batgirl, potentially a pipe dream for us one day. It's, um, it's gone. But it's, uh, it's definitely gone, yeah. Yeah. But that actually brings us into the possibly are ways that films like Batgirl could still be released, and that is Elseworlds. So James Gunn in his announcement video has labelled various things as Elseworlds. So for example, we have Matt Reeves as the Batman, Todd Phillips Joker, TV shows like Superman and Lois and Teen Titans Go, and even other things that may or may not be happening, like Ta-Nehisi Coates' Superman. If that's still happening, that would be Elseworlds. Gotham Knights, that kind of stuff. So Elseworlds is actually a really interesting thing to me. And I wonder, is this an option for them to do the Snyderverse, for them to do Batgirl, for them to do things that aren't actually part of their canon, but people are still interested in? Like, I wonder if that's a way. Because, you know, you look at Marvel, they don't really do things that aren't part of the MCU. Obviously, there's the the Sony stuff, but that's not the same studio. There are a couple of animated TV shows, but mostly they are so focused on having everything be part of this one universe. But I think Elseworlds is an opportunity for TC to do loads of different things. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, they can explore different things in the DC universe where there's a vast amount of stories, I mean, in 80 years of DC, and they can do whatever they want with that because they have some great stories, they can do some crises, well, I mean... I think that should be in the main DCU. But, oh yeah, I, I um, reckon. I reckon we're gonna get to the point where they're gonna do a crisis, potentially infinite Earths, and they'll bring everything back. I think yeah, that we're one hundred percent gonna do that. I hope they do that because oh, the comic is insane. Uh, yes, and... difficult to adapt though. Like yeah, I've watched difficult. the Arrowverse Crisis, and I enjoyed it. But I really think it struggled because there was a lot going on, a lot that they wanted to do, and yeah. that was like three and a half hours long. And they couldn't, oh. you know, so you'd have to you'd have to make at least two movies, I reckon. At least yeah. two, three hour movies to truly get Crisis right. Yeah, they should do like a part one and part two for that. Because uh, mm. there's a lot of cliffhangers in some Crisis <laughs> Yeah, Crisis is like six issues and every issue is like a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, that's what I love about it. It's insane. Uh, I might mm. reread it 
again sometime. But anyway, we're not talking about Crisis now. We're going to talk about James <laughs> Gunn. Shall we start with chapter one, Gods and yes. Monsters? That is mm. what we're calling. So first of all, it's not phases like the MCU. It, it's chapters. And I think immediately, that's so exciting. <laughs> just the idea that this is immediately like chapters in a wider story. That just excites me. Oh, yeah. In the past, Marvel, you hear like phase one, two, and three, and four. Mm. You're like, Oh, it's just like a bunch of numbers and it doesn't really tell you. Uh, <laughs> just a bunch of numbers, isn't it? It's just, just a bunch of numbers. It's numbers. Uh, but they don't tell you what is that chapter really. It doesn't tell you what this whole process is. But yeah. for this, like Gods and Monsters chapter one, that goes hard. I, I That really yeah. does go hard, isn't it? And yeah. I want to say before we continue, we're going to do a lot of comparison to Marvel because obviously Marvel is a huge thing. We're not necessarily slagging off Marvel. Yes, we are tired of Marvel, but this isn't to say that Marvel doesn't do it well. Because of course they do. There's a reason why it's so popular. But this is exciting because it's something different. So we know that chapter one is going to begin James Gunn and Peter Safran's eight to ten year plan. Those eight to ten years will be the first two chapters of the story, which is going to tell the initial basic story. It's not going to be the overarching narrative, but it's probably going to be the first part. I reckon that the end of chapter two, maybe, will be... Justice League or JSA or something like that, some sort of team up, potentially even Justice League Dark. We've already got some teams in the DCU, which we will talk about, but I reckon that the, the end of phase, oh, no, not phase, no, specifically not phase, chapter one or two will be <laughs> a team up event because that, you know, that just seems like the logical way to build up to something. Yeah, I agree. They should build up something throughout that. And the really cool part is that we've got monsters here as well because the monster side of DC isn't explored apart from some TV shows. But the mm. monsters, they aren't explored in movie form. They're explored in like books. I think that is a really cool concept to explore because, you know, there could be really important characters or characters yeah. that have emotional side to it because, you know, everyone's heavily focused on Superman and Batman, which we'll be talking about. Swamp Thing that is in yeah. the slate, which I'm really excited for because I haven't read the comic book. I'm pretty sure it's written by Alan Moore. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's one that, that's got a lot of acclaim. And I think that you're right. There are just so many things you can do aside from the main like heroes. A lot of people who are not necessarily happy with this slate, they've been looking at the original slate with Batman and Superman and, and the Flash and Green Lantern and Cyborg. Those slates looked great. That was really exciting. But you've got to remember that those are just all superheroes and those are all mainline people the most deep cut you would get there are like cyborg i guess but there's so much more that you can do and i think that that's what's exciting is that they're really going with some out of like there are things in the slate that i had never heard of and now i'm really really excited just because it's new and interesting and it means that they can do something so much more expansive and tell so many more different stories i mean we've got a lot of writers who are going to be included in crafting this universe so along with james gunn and peter saffron we've got drew goddard jeremy slater christina hodson crystal henry and tom king so you know we've got a lot of people working on this and people in there who've worked on Watchmen on Daredevil on Doom Patrol so like some really promising things other things that aren't as promising like Moon Knight but that's fine it's just really interesting that there are different voices different creators different people in this who want to tell a story that expands beyond what we already know yeah and we don't know much about the DC well we do but it's 50-50. We, we, we know <laughs> the main heroes and stuff like, you know, what happened throughout mm. DC. But we don't know the crazy stuff 
about yeah. DC, like The Authority. Mm. That is something I never heard of. And James Gunn was like, this is like a passion project for me about yeah. The Authority. And I was like, oh, okay. It sounds yeah. really cool. I mean, like, I've watched all the films. I've seen most of the TV shows. I've read a load of comics. But the thing that has shown me the most C-list and D-list characters are Lego Batman 3. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the deepest that I've got. And it's exciting that this is going to be a whole different realm of things that I've never heard of. So let's start with the first thing that was announced. And this is Creature Commandos, which is going to be an animated seven episode series. This is written by James Gunn. We don't know if this is already in production, but seemingly it'll be out in 2024, 2025. And the base is, this is originally a team of classic monsters who are assembled to fight the Nazis. And this is going to be a modern take on that concept. What do you think? That is pretty cool. No, mm. I like because I didn't know what the creature commandos. Oh, what? wow! It was originally set in World War Two in the comics. That's yeah. crazy, and it's animated. Hell yeah! And yeah, by James Gunn. I wonder whether it will be a case of that happened. So we are looking at the creature commandos after World War Two, or whether they're gonna change the origin and make it so the creature commandos were assembled in the modern day. Either way, it's already fulfilling the monsters side of God and Monsters. A team of classic monsters. What does that even mean? That could mean so many like interesting things. It sounds very much like Doom Patrol in that it sense does. of like all these like wacky weirdos. But this time we're fighting Nazis, maybe, <laughs> which is really exciting and really fun. <laughs> yeah. But in modern day, I wonder what they're gonna explore in modern day. White supremacy. They're just beating <laughs> up the white supremacists. Um, yeah. What's interesting about this is that they have expressed their intention to cast actors who can play the characters in both live action and animated stuff. So that I think that's so interesting, cool. but it's not necessary. You know, if you look at something like The Clone Wars, for example, not many of the actors return and it doesn't really matter. Oh. So let's just hope that the actors can voice act because not all actors can do that. So let's uh, hope. But yeah, I do think that's a really cool yeah. idea. That is a cool idea. Because, you know, that we call like your voice acting in, in an animated show. But then, yeah, think about the process. Like you're going to act. James goes like, okay, you're going to act now. It's like, what? But I, I, I know how to voice act. Like, yes, <laughs> but we want you to act. So, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Sure um, thing. Can I still use the voice acting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just use that. Here's yeah, some yeah, money. Here's a bag of money. Just throws it and then it's like, uh, just crying. Yes, yes, we want that acting. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Creature Commanders. Creature Commanders. It's really cool. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's exciting, isn't it? it, it it's yeah. it's fun. That's that's all we can ask for at this point, right? Like, so this year we have four DC movies and quite a lot of TV shows. Next year we only have Joker in terms of movies, as far as I know. So I'm assuming this will come out next year. But I think that's really exciting that they're going to start off with something animated and that they're going to immediately be like, yeah, we're going to just explore different mediums. That's that's really cool. We're definitely going to try and cover everything that is in the DCU on the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. Our next thing is Waller, which is a piece a spin-off TV show with Viola Davies returning as Amanda Waller. Be written by Crystal Henry, who was a writer on Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who is the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series. Now, I haven't seen Doom Patrol, but I hear it's amazing. But I haven't seen Watchmen, but I know you've seen Watchmen. So yes, I watched This is Watchmen. good. This is a yeah. good foot off to start. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Amanda Waller. <laughs> 
okay if the, if the flash is rebooting the universe how much is this a soft reboot is this part of the di- how does this work some some uh, sources no. suggest that this is going to be set in between peacemaker season one and two anyone who's seen peacemaker will know that amanda waller does make appearances in that obviously amanda waller has been part of the dcu since suicide squad she was in black adam she was in the suicide squad what's going on somebody just <laughs> give me give me some indication oh god explanation james gunn <laughs> Yeah, James Gunn thought about like the Suicide Squad and thought, what if we get Amanda Waller not rebooted? Well, not reboot, not in that rebooted, but she's safely rebooted. Not in that reboot. In this reboot, we're gonna reboot the reboot, and wait, it's very complicated. Is it going to be a reboot of the character? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, this could just be a complete... They could be completely disregarding. But if this is going to be, you know, a spin-off to Peacemaker, does that mean that Peacemaker's canon? Like, what does that mean? I think the big thing about this announcement is that it's very confusing. There's a lot of stuff about what is and what isn't canon that is confusing. And it makes me wonder, should they have just fully rebooted it instead of soft reboot because there's a lot of things that are confusing now but i think this could still be a really cool show amanda waller is an incredibly interesting character you know you look at her appearance especially in the suicide squad you look at the things that she will do and the way that she will use people the way she's so readily willing to kill people for her own benefit i think that's very interesting and there's a lot to be explored there so yeah i'm 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 up for this let's do it yeah waller but also confusing because Peacemaker going to get rebooted as well. Well, Peacemaker has a season two that is definitely coming. So I don't know. <laughs> Will it? Will I, it explain I can't tell about you the happening. reboot? I doubt it. I think depending on when it comes out, everything after The Flash is the reboot, right? So if Peacemaker season two comes out before The Flash, but I don't think it will. I don't know if it's even started filming yet. So that's what I, we need to know what's going on in terms of the continuity of it all. James Gunn is just like having a fun time. Like, let's add these characters. Yeah, yeah, let's add these characters. And then not realizing there's like, oh, (laughs) the reboot. Uh, We're all over here like, what does it mean, James? I mean, at the end of the day, the DCU has some incredible castings and Viola Davis is just an amazing actor in general. So I think it's really great that we're going to get her back. Like, there are loads of people I want to see back. Jason Moore as Aquaman, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Journey Smollett as Black Canary. There's loads of people who I think should keep on being part of it. And obviously there are some who definitely won't be part of it. Henry Cavill, we'll talk about that. Let's hope that they keep some of these actors in some capacity. Yes, I hope so as well, because there's some great acting moments in the DCU. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our next one, this is one of two that has an actual release date. This is coming out on the 11th of July, 2025. And this is Superman Legacy. So this is going to be written by James Gunn. We don't know who's going to be directing it yet. And this is going to be the, the true kickoff for the DCU plans. Peter Safran described it as, quote, It's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He's the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness as old-fashioned. What do you think? It's interesting because we always have a Superman origin story in movies. Like, we get to see Superman, you know, he's he's from Krypton, he's landed on Earth, two parents... Yay, we, we, we got a child that's from outer space and then uh, John, I didn't I didn't know you were reading a Superman script. Whoa, whoa, whoa uh, no, I'm not totally oh reading boy, my steel. We got a child. Wow. <laughs> oh no, you can fly. 
Apparently it's London now. A British Superman story. It's yeah. it's it's Kansas. You know that they cancelled Pennyworth, the origin uh, of Batman's oh, butler. No, no, no. And do you know how do you know how it ends? It ends with Alfred getting married, and during the ceremony, London just explodes. <laughs> It's the weirdest, and it's so strangely shot. I'm really sorry, spoilers for anybody who were fans of Pennyworth and haven't seen that yet. But like, I don't know. It just seems like such a bonkers show. But hey, hey, hey. we're we're here for we're here for it. We're here for it. Oh my god! Right, I'm I'm gonna log on YouTube later and see Alfred Pennyworth is getting married. And then <laughs> it's the final scene of the show. It's the fu- anyway. Superman Legacy. Yeah, this Superman is interesting. Legacy. Obviously, we're getting a new Superman. Apparently, Henry was never in talks they were never planned and and i feel bad for henry cavill i really want it to be him everybody wants it to be him but hey it's not gonna be him so we're gonna have to just move on hopefully they cast somebody who is as good as henry was every single live action superman is incredible whether it be Christopher Reeve or Brandon Ralph or Tom Welling or Henry Cavill or Tyler Hecklin. I haven't seen Dean Cain Superman, so I can't speak to that. But all the others are amazing. So, yeah, let's hope that they cast someone good. I think it's interesting that they're going to give, you know, a more classical version of Superman. That's definitely something that we haven't seen in a while. And I think it would be great. Yeah, and they're looking at the comics, the DCU, the ones mm. that actually looked into it, like Zack Snyder with BVS. He looked into like Death of Superman and he thought about like how to be comic book faithful, you know, to the story mm. and make it, you know, believable but also faithful. It's yes. really, really great to see that DC are championing comics because that's just not been a common place with Marvel and with even DC to this point. And did you see that in America, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow and Grant Morrison's Bat- Batman and All-Star Superman, they're at the top three bestsellers list and yes, they're all selling that. out. Like, that's just incredible because the comic industry is it's not doing too well. And as somebody yeah. who, before every comic book thing, I, I make sure to read the comics. Before the Snyder Cut, I reread the Dark Knight Returns trilogy and I read the Death of Superman arc. Before Thor Love and Thunder, I read the entire Mighty Thor run. Before WandaVision, I read House of M. I love reading the comics things are based off. Sometimes it's disappointing, I can't lie. But <laughs> I really love that kind of stuff. And the idea that DC is literally saying, hey guys, look, here's the comics, read them. And people are reading them and this could get people into comics. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Yeah, the fact that comics are the ones that you know, started this idea of superheroes and then superheroes on screen. They have a very interesting stance on maybe today or social commentary or just explores history. And DC, you know, you got really, really cool stories. New 52, especially. I really loved it. New 52. Yes, that's what we grew up with, basically. And there are some great runs on that. I I definitely think that, you know, comics are such a huge part of everything like the way that we talk about these movies there are so many questions about comic book accuracy james gonna even put a poll on twitter about whether superman should have trunks or not it's a huge huge discussion that everybody has and the idea that they're embracing that and they're understanding that yeah no we're really gonna try and be faithful to these comics that's just brilliant yeah hopefully people get invested in these comics because you know, Marvel today, they don't really talk about which comic book adaptation they're looking into. They go, oh yes, Moon Knight. And- yeah, they hide barcodes in the Disney yeah. Plus shows. It's just a weird thing to do. And they don't yeah. pay, like Jim Starlin, who created Thanos, got paid less for all of Thanos' appearance in MCU than what? some of the characters that he made in DC who have only appeared once or twice. I can't remember the exact character, but yeah, like comic book artists just aren't, really appreciate 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's KG Beast from Batman v Superman. So this one character who is, you know, a very minor role in Batman v Superman, he got paid more for that than Thanos, who is the big bad of the entire Infinity Saga and appears in about five MCU movies. That's wrong. It's just wrong. What? And so, yeah, it's great to see the DC is championing... Come on, Marvel. You've got the money. Give them the money. DC does not have the money. Warner Brothers is very broke right now. And they're still doing it. Sorry to go off track. Infinity War. Not the Infinity War, but the Infinity Gauntlet. Is it a great comic? Uh, Oh, it is. A lot of people made the mistake of reading Infinity War before Infinity War. Infinity War, the movie, is is based off Thanos' quest, which is the search for the Infinity Gems, and then Infinity Gauntlet itself. And I thought that they're amazing. I really, really enjoyed them. Infinity War, I I thought, was fine, actually. I I, I didn't really have much to say, but Infinity Infinity Gauntlet was was really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Next thing, going back to DC, is Lanterns. So this means that Greg (laughs) you okay there sorry okay lanterns made you so excited you're just like so greg balanti who is behind all the arrow shows uh, his green lantern tv series that's been long in production has been scrapped and this is going to be a new show described as one of the most important projects of dcu chapter one it's going to be starring hal jordan and John Stewart. That's right, we're getting two of the main Green Lanterns. Amazing. I could never decide what I prefer, Hal Jordan, what I prefer, John Stewart. Both amazing. And Peter Safran says, quote, our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective. It's territorial based. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story that we are telling across film and TV. I love Green Lantern. I love the New 52 run, especially. That was like my first introduction. <laughs> I read the comics and I was like, that's really cool. I'm going to watch the movie. And then I watched the movie. You <laughs> watched isn't... the movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Do you remember when there were rumors that he was going to be in the Snyder Cut? Yeah. Thank God that didn't happen. That yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh my bad. God. No, that'd be weird. <laughs> it would have like, just been wrong. Anyway, yes, what, yeah. Um, what do you think about Lanterns? That is so cool. I'm going to see. Yes. I'm going to keep saying that is so cool every time. It is. Um, and especially it's going to be like True Detective. I got True Detective season one DVD. Oh, do you? Shelf. Yeah. Is it good? Uh, I'm going to try and watch that. Uh, oh, okay. You haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, no, I hear that it's amazing. So mm. I wonder, you know, what James Gunn is aiming for that, you know, like True Detective mixed with Green Lantern and the fact that we're going to get Green Lantern properly, hopefully. Well, it's interesting that they're giving this a TV <laughs> show. It, this one's going to be set like, <laughs> this one's going to be set mostly on Earth. And I think that that means that, you know, we can we can give a slow introduction to the Green Lanterns, you know, on Earth in a show. And then when it comes to a movie, we can actually go cosmic and we can just explore all the different lantern cores and all these different places and that would be just amazing i want to see sinestro i want to see kilowog i want to see avincer i want to see all the i want to see laughleys and atrocitus i i want it all man i want saint walker just to go all out with all the different things i love green lantern i just really hope they do it well because Green Lantern, like they teased it in both Justice Leagues, and they're just cool things they can oh, do with yeah. it, really. Is the new 52 worth reading? Definitely. I really, really liked it. I think the first three, especially, the first three volumes are really great. After that, it's up and down, I would say, but I still really, really enjoyed seeing Hal Jordan and Kilowog just kind of hanging out, you know, just having a good time. I love um, that kind of side of it. But but yeah, I think some people aren't a huge fan of that run, but maybe it's just nostalgia. I've always liked it. Oh. Cool. Is there any other Green Lantern books you have? Well, this Christmas I got Blackest Night, which is, you know, Blackest Night, Brightest Day. It's like a big 
event kind of thing that happened just before New 52. I haven't read it yet, but I hear oh. that's supposed to be great. But yeah, no, most the most of the stuff that I've read are just New 52 stuff. So, you know, oh, take cool. of that what you will, dear listener. Next one we have, and, and you've already touched on this, but this is The Authorities. This is a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet. So this is first originated in the late 90s, and it was under an imprint called Wildstorm, which was run by Jim Lee, who is now head of DC Publishing. And James Gunn describes this as, quote, one of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. Giant things from from the sky comes and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, and great hats. So this is very interesting. I'm with you, like you said before, I've never heard of The Authority, but this sounds really cool. What do you think about this? I thought this would have been a huge thing during the DC comic and I would have heard like the authority, mm. maybe some crises, maybe some stuff that, but they're not mentioned at all. And yeah, no, I've, I don't think I've ever heard mention of them either. No, that is pretty cool though, because there could be a mysterious group, the authority, and they are different to the rest of some superhero groups that we know. And I wonder, you know, what impact they had in DC comics, because there are some comics that have the authority colliding with some other heroes as well, like Superman. Well, I, I think it's very interesting that they have problems with the no-killing side of it all. It seems like that's something that we're going to continue to explore, you know, through Batman and through Superman. The idea of killing and, and, and what that means to be a murderer as a hero. Obviously, it's a huge controversial topic about the killing and whether characters can and can't kill and what it means in various movies. But I think it's interesting that the authority have these extreme views and will specifically butt heads with other superheroes and superhero teams. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, if you're looking at any bookshop, you can't really find the authority available anywhere but it's so expensive a lot of the things that are based off some of these things bloody expensive yeah and i wondered how james gunn was like let's do this let's choose the most expensive ones yeah hopefully we'll find the authority one day on this like treasure hunt and like i found it i found the authority so it's mine it's mine absolutely Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So the the next one is Paradise Lost, which is a, a TV show, Ooh. a Game of Thrones style drama set on the all female island Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira, which is you know filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. This is going to take place well into the past, before the events of the Wonder Woman films. Are the Wonder Woman films still canon? Again, we have no idea. Is this going to be centered around the established lore of those films? Again, who knows? All we know is that. This is going to be kind of like a an origin. It's kind of like Krypton and Gotham, like the shows, in the sense of it's going to be before the heroes and exploring what their homes were like before them. And I think that could be really cool. Yeah, and Paradise Lost is a pretty cool concept to explore, mm. you know, the days before Wonder Woman. And I wonder if they are going to explore some of the stuff in Themyscira or the stuff about the Amazonians. So I wonder if they're going to talk about some of the Greek gods. So that would really be cool. cool. In the Wonder Woman films, it's established that Ares killed all the Greek gods. So, yay. <laughs> so hopefully... No. Why, why would know, Ares they... do that, man? Come on, man. We... <laughs> yeah, Ares, you were such a cool guy. Why'd you <laughs> got to go kill them all? No, but um... like, I guess that this is would therefore be an opportunity to see Zeus and other Greek gods. You yeah. know, you could even see Ares again if this is that same continuity. If not, they may do their own thing. Who knows what will happen with that? Yeah, I've been reading some Greek mythology. It's oh, nice. wild. I don't know what the Greeks were thinking about back in the day. 
back in the day. No, you know, back, back in, in the, the day. day, back in the good old days. Back in the day. To quote Russell Howard, who is just a, such a funny comedian, all the Greeks did it was read and bum each other. So you know, that's. Just, I mean, that's true. That, that was that their two true. things. Yeah, you could definitely find that in Greek mythology. Like the writer was like, the Greeks did this. Uh, I know this is weird, but we'll talk about <laughs> the stories. Yeah, hopefully that's what they adapt in Paradise Lost. A lot of reading, a lot of bumming each other, a lot yeah. of. A drinking, God, there's yeah. a lot of drinking. Yeah, our next one is the Brave and the Bold, which is going to be our yes! introduction to the DCU Batman, and this is going to be inspired from the Batman run by Grant Morrison, which was just before New Fifty Two, and, and and kind of going into that. And it's been described as a very strange father and son story because this will be introducing the Bat family, and more specifically Damian Wayne, which I think is. Very interesting. Obviously, the, the the title "Brave and the Bold" it's like the animated show. I used to watch that when I was a kid. I don't remember much of it, but the main thing for me is that I never liked Damian Wayne. I've never liked the Bat Family, but I'm ready to to learn to like them because the whole point of the Bat Family is that Batman he is on his crusade and he wants to do it alone, but the Bat Family teaches him to open himself back up and to welcome allies, and and it makes him fill that dark void in his soul and gives him a bit of light. And myself as a Batman fan, I've always thought Batman should be alone and should be doing that. And I guess me understanding and liking the Bat family is almost similar to Batman opening himself up. So I would like to really, you know, I, I probably will read the, the Grant Morrison Batman run. And I'm, I really want to explore the Bat family and, and like them, especially Damian Wayne. I think there's a lot of interesting things. He's always been my least favorite Robin. So I hope they do something cool with him. Yeah, and the fact that we're gonna see one member of the Bat family, or maybe more, in this film. I think I think more. I reckon that if you if you've got Damian Wayne, give us more, please. please. Yes, give us more. And do you remember the comic Batman vs. Deathstroke? Yes, I do. Yes, that was good. I remember it was Damian, and I think Deathstroke taught Damian one time. Yeah, the whole kind of thing of that was who's the father. Is it Deathstroke? Is it Batman? It's yeah. always obviously Batman. <laughs> Damien's yeah. whole thing is that he's, yeah, they're doing that. And that was, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We're going to have two Batman at the same time, which is interesting. I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Because the next one is the Batman part two, which is coming out on the 3rd of October, 2025. And this is kind of continuing on from the Penguin show. And it's been described as a crime saga that Matt Reeves is building. So we're going to have two versions of Batman at the same time. It's kind of bonkers. I wonder what they're going to explore for Batman. Because I wonder if there's going to be a time jump from the mm. first film to where, you know, Batman is, you know, not as violent as in the first one. I mean, he is pretty violent, Batman. But Bruce Wayne, I wonder yeah. if Bruce Wayne is more the type of character that we see in the comics and in the Batman trilogy. Christopher Nolan one. And, you know, how mm. we see that character development. And I think that would be pretty cool. But I wonder what other villains as well. You know, like Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh, Mr. Freeze. I'd love oh, Mr. Mr. Freeze. Freeze. That would be great. I think he, yeah. he deserves a better adaptation after yes. Batman and Robin. Yes. But I think there will be a time jump, a time jump that's going to be filled by the Penguin show. The Penguin yes. is, is, is about to start filming in New York. And what is interesting about that is that Robert Pattinson has been seen in New York. So oh. I wonder, will Robert Pattinson be in the Penguin show? Are we going to see... Batman in that show or are we going to kind of continue that story I think that would be amazing 
I love the idea of this being a crime saga. I love the idea that we're going to tell a whole story. I just want Robin. I know that we're going to get the Bat family in The Brave and the Bold, but I just want Robin, man. <laughs> like, I want to see this Batman who has gone from being and vengeance and all he, he's gone from being like a somebody driven by this goal of vengeance i want to see him take in this kid and begin to open himself up and i want to see robin done do dick grayson robin and do it well on the big screen because it seems like the brave and the bold is gonna give us dick grayson as nightwing but i want to see dick grayson as robin because we haven't seen that since batman and robin when's that 1995 like a long time so i think that they could really do some cool stuff with with the batman yeah and hopefully we'll see a really interesting dynamic between batman and robin and filmed properly i think you know like we haven't got a proper one on screen we did get some hints in the dcu but that was yeah heavily hinted you know with robin being killed by the joker and that was implied in the Snyder Cut at the end. Yes, yeah, of course. There's a lot of interesting things they could do with both Batman universes. I guess we'll see. I think it's very interesting. Next, we have Booster Gold, which is going to be another HBO Max series. Peter Safran has described this one as, it's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero, which James Gunn says is like imposter syndrome as a superhero. And I just want to say, I love Booster Gold. This is potentially yeah. what I'm most excited for. This sounds awesome. Booster Gold is like Gildroy Lockhart in the DC <laughs> universe. And I recently watched all of Smallville and he was in Smallville and that was so much fun to see him. And he popped up at the end of Legends of Tomorrow and I've seen him in some Lego games and, and I've seen him in small appearances in comics. But I'm really excited for this because I think this sounds like it could be so cool. Just this loser who, you know, wants to be more than what he knows he is. <laughs> Let's do it. That sounds great. I need a Booster Gold comic. Uh, I need it. Uh, yes. I don't have one, but he no, I, me neither. Uh, He was in Heroes in Crisis, and that was a really good character in that. So, yeah. Nice. We recently watched The Fablemans. We're going to do an episode on that in a few weeks' time. But he feels like anyone who's watched The Fablemans, the bully from The Fablemans, who kind of feels a bit like a you know, again, like has like a bit of imposter syndrome. He's kind of saying like, I'm nowhere near as good as I look. That's what Booster Gold oh, is. And I think that, that could type. be so okay. cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. that could be so, so cool. I really, really, really am excited for this one. I love Batman. I love Superman. I love Green Lantern, but we're doing Booster Gold. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I never thought yeah. we'd ever get to see Booster Gold in anything. And this is yeah. going to be great. And the fact that before this announced, no one didn't know about Booster Gold that much. Like, Yeah, well, regular audiences certainly don't. Yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me that you were at a party, you were doing the game and talk about like three different superheroes. And then you mentioned Booster Gold, but everyone was like, no, we're not going to have Booster Gold that answer. No, you don't remember I, I, that? I, I, I vaguely remember that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I believe you. Yeah. It sounds like the kind of thing I do. Someone's yeah. like, name superhero. And I'm like, um, Booster Gold. And they're like, who? And I was like, uh. yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. That's yeah. Definitely Bo a thing yeah. Booster happen. Gold. Yeah. Give, give, me, yeah. give me Booster Gold now. <laughs> I, wonder what, I wonder what comic you might be talking about. Uh, well, the one that I've seen many people talk about is a comic called Past Imperfect. So it could potentially be an adaptation of that. But I don't know. They could do anything. That's what's so, so exciting about it. But one thing that we do know the comic, what they're doing is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is directly inspired by a 2020 Tom King written miniseries. That is so the, recent. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we have a synopsis for this, which is, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock, a chip of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She's much more hardcore and not the Supergirl I used to. Now, that yeah. sounds awesome. That the big sounds... question for me is, who's going to be Supergirl? Is it going to be Sasha Kelly from The Flash? Is it going to be somebody else? Like, what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing? That would be cool to carry on with Sasha into Supergirl. Yeah. It's a reboot that James Gunn said. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? Is she going to survive the reboot? I honestly doubt it, but it, it depends. If audiences love her, maybe she will. But this is all very compelling because, you know, there's just loads of things they could do with. I mean, I haven't read the miniseries i'm going to now that i know it's going to be a movie but i've watched the entire supergirl show i think the middle chunk season seasons three and four and five are great other than that it's it's kind of up and down but that show had supergirl basically just be female superman not that that isn't interesting because it is interesting because superman and the whole concept of trying to be a beacon of hope is interesting but the idea of a more hard-edged supergirl who has more of a kind of chip on her shoulder sounds very, very compelling and something that I think would be really interesting to explore because as James Gunn says, I don't want everything just to be about heroes and villains and good and bad. Let's see those gray areas. Let's see heroes who push it too far or heroes who are frauds or villains who have those redeeming qualities. I guess it's why things like Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad are so appealing to people because there's just so much gray area. This is so exciting. Yeah, I'm going to try and get Tom King's one of Super. John, we have so many comics to buy. <laughs> we have so many to buy. Uh... And I'm just, my eyes filling with tears just thinking about it. Tears oh of happiness, God. of course. I might need to get another cabinet. <laughs> oh, I have got barely any space left on my DC shelf. I'm I'm running out, man. <laughs> oh, man. But Tom King, yeah, I read some Tom King stuff. Yeah, he did a Batman Rebirth run. Yeah, I he did that, a Batman but Rebirth. I, I want yeah. to. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Our final one. But th- th- this is not the end of chapter one of DCU. It's the final part of the first part of the first chapter of DC. This is Swamp Thing, which is going to be a horror film based off the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run, which is supposed to be fantastic. Swamp Thing, of course, has had a movie in the past and has also had a TV show. So Swamp Thing, you know, people know him, but he's never had like a, you know, like a really, really like popular thing. The Hollywood Reporter reports that James Mangold is in talks direct. Now that sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. And I heard some rumors that Guillermo del Toro might do something. Yeah, well, he said on on Twitter that he'd read a recent Swamp Thing. So, I mean, either I think that I would take it from Guillermo del Toro or James Mangold. So, you know, who knows? I, I, I'd love to see them. It's so exciting that the DCU could have so many different creatives, different directors, different writers, and it could really go anywhere. And that's just really, really cool. Yeah. I wonder what directors are going to, you know, come into to Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, that's the end of the DCU slate. The first part of chapter one. I expect we'll get more news when it comes to Comic-Con time. We we were going to do Ant-Man this week, but this was just so exciting. So we get to live another, another week. But Yay. there we go. All in all, what are your thoughts on the DC Slayer? Are you, are you excited? I am really excited for this because it's nothing like what Marvel's doing at the moment because James Gunn is looking through all the comics and he wants to, you know, make it really faithful. And we know that he's like really good because, you know, he did the Guardians films, he did the Suicide Squad, and we see that potential. We see the love for comic. I'm really excited for this. 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to yeah. be doing Guardians of the Galaxy soon on the podcast in preparation for the first film. So that's really exciting. I agree. I think this is going to be great. Final point, I am going to link a Twitter thread of some comics below that seem to expand nice. on the stories they're going to tell in this first chapter of DCU. James Gunn already put out, you know, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Grant Morrison's Batman, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, All-Star Superman. But there's also Superman Birthright, Booster Gold, Past Imperfect. There's Creature Commandos and Authority stuff. And I've got a Twitter thread that I'll put a link in the description because there's a lot of great stuff in there that I know that we're both going to be checking out. So that's really, really exciting. And... Yeah, that's it for this week. So thank you everybody for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can leave a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Tell us your thoughts on the DCU slate. Give us an email at asktimefilmpod at gmail.com. We'll answer it right here on the podcast. Tell us everything. Are you excited? Are you not excited? Why are the things that you want to see in the future? Are the things that you're sad that might be left behind? Tell us everything. And you also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at asktimefilmpod. I've been tweeting a lot about DC because it's just just a really exciting time. It is going to be super cool next week we gotta do it we gotta do it we're doing ant-man we're gonna start the ant-man trilogy getting ready for quantum mania <laughs> is it gonna be good uh. <laughs> who knows who knows yeah. but yeah so i think that's everything yeah that is it thank you for listening we're very excited to wait but also read <laughs> who's gonna be well? sitting there in a dark room dimly lit just staring at james gunn's face in in the darkness <laughs> give us the news james give me the news uh, where's the slate comic con uh, we're gonna get something in comic con i bet it yeah thank you for listening take what you're given give anything back goodbye goodbye